Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. Simply, I think he's the best draft analyst out there. Uh, Dane Brugler from The Athletic is with us here on the Payless Liquors Hotline. The Beast is his all-encompassing, God, I don't even know how many pages it is, uh, an absolute must-read that will come out just before the draft each year. I think it's fun to go back and look at you know, past prospects. I did it this past week with Sam Ellinger just to get uh, Dane's thoughts on when Ellinger came out of Texas and um, so many great tidbits in there. And uh, Dane is busy working on that. Looking ahead to the 2023 draft coming up in April. Dane, as always, thank you for the time, man. No, of course. Anytime. Good morning. Uh, Dane, I want to begin, I guess, with the quarterback class. Um, Certainly with the Matt Ryan benching, the Sam Ellinger starting job, all eyes here in Indy on the quarterback class. Just your early thoughts on this year's group. Yeah, I think after last year where we saw one quarterback go in the first 73 picks, uh, anything was going to be an upgrade. And so this year with this uh, upcoming class, assuming Bryce Young from Alabama uh, declares, assuming C.J. Stroud, uh, Ohio State declares, this is going to be a a much better quarterback class. Now, I don't think it's going to be, uh, you know, like this group of can't-miss passers. It's not going to be to that level but clearly an upgrade over what we saw last year. Um, and it'll be interesting because Bryce Young is, in my opinion, the best quarterback prospect in this draft. Uh, it's just, it, if you can get past the size, uh, he is a complete outlier in terms of his, not just his height. We've seen Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson and, and shorter quarterbacks uh, be able to be productive in the league. But Bryce Young is not, he's not, he doesn't have the same build as those guys. Uh, you know, the last uh, 25 years, there's only been two quarterbacks that have been drafted over, of the 300 quarterbacks drafted, only two uh, were under six foot and under 200 pounds, like Bryce Young will be. And neither of those guys were drafted in the top three rounds. So Bryce Young, from a size perspective, perspective is a complete outlier. But if you can get past that, He checks so many boxes that you're looking for at the position, the way he processes, the poise, uh, his athleticism to uh, use his legs, get outside the pocket, move the pocket, um, extend plays, and and make things happen. His vision and instincts are really, really impressive, and and he's very accurate on the move as well. So if I'm going to bet on one of these guys, it's going to be Bryce Young, even with the size concerns. Uh, I do like C.J. Stroud. I think he's a very accurate quarterback. Uh, and when things are in structure, it looks very pretty. I mean, he has the pacing, uh, the ball placement. Uh, just it, it makes it look very easy. But when things break down, when either he's moved from a spot or you know there's pressure that he's dealing with, that's where it, it's just he's not nearly as comfortable. And in the NFL – you have to be able to make things happen outside of structure. And that's why with CJ Stroud, I still, you know, he's going to be an NFL starter, um, but I'm not, I don't love him as much as maybe, you know, others who think he should be the number one overall pick. 
if those two are on a tier, and maybe it's you know Bryce Young ahead of C.J. Stroud in your eyes, who would you put mm-hmm. on that second tier uh, or, or third tier of quarterbacks? Yeah, I think it's Will Levis uh, from Kentucky, who um, he's definitely a complicated player uh, because physically he's the prototype. Size 6'4", 230, a really athletic and mobile guy, um, and there's nothing slow uh, about the way he moves, uh, his release, his feet. Um, he's a very, in, in, you know, in the NFL, you need tough guys, and this guy is physically tough. He can play through injuries. He's durable. And, you know, talking to scouts, they say that he has the intelligence to handle an NFL playbook. That's not, uh, you know, the processing part of it is not an issue for him. But the on-field results uh, at Kentucky have just been too inconsistent. And so, uh, you know, what's the upside that he offers? Uh, that, that's, that's where the answer to that question is going to be different from team to team. And they, as they view, okay, what's his ceiling? What, with our coaches, what more are we getting out of him? Um, you know, it's, it, it, he's dealing this year with, you know, offensive line that's uh, been struggling. Uh, you know, he lost his top weapon from a year ago. There's a new play caller, even though it's a very similar offense. So there's a lot of things that's working against Will Levis, but still you want to see better consistency on the field. Nonetheless, there's too many, there's too many traits there that teams are going to say, Hey, we can, with our coaching, this guy can win football games for us. So Will Levis is going to be a first round pick. It's just a matter of how high, Um, but he's in that next tier. And then after that, I would put Tanner McKee from Stanford and then Hendon Hooker from, uh, from Tennessee, who's, who's a really, talented player clearly the Heisman favorite at this point uh but in that offense where it's a lot of half field reads um you know it's just it's a very quarterback friendly offense it it can be a little bit of a tougher evaluation Dane one of the names I've seen uh obviously given the Colts situation uh, one of the names I've seen in some very early mock drafts is Florida's Anthony Richardson so I didn't Mm -hmm. hear his name mentioned in any of the names you, you ran off just a little bit earlier where does he rank for you and what do you see as his NFL potential yeah, he, he's so tough because he is so gifted. I mean, he is he, he looks he's an oversized linebacker, uh, just physically the way he looks and the way he plays. Uh, but he runs he's gonna run the four threes, four fours. I mean, just a phenomenal athlete. Uh he's got an absolute hose for an arm, but uh he's not has not been accurate. Um, you know, a lot of times his his passes are sprayed. Um uh, the just in terms of understanding based off pre-snap reads, where to go with the football, what the defense is doing, he's just not at that level yet. And, I mean, I, I, I hope he goes back to school, goes back to Florida, because he needs more time. The NFL is not a developmental league, um, especially a guy like this who I think he needs on-field reps. You know, it's, it's not like just, you know, sit him for a year and let him learn. I, I want This guy needs to be on the field so he can see live action and get better. He's a redshirt sophomore, so still very, very young. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see what he does after this year. If he feels like, you know what, I'm because he does take a lot of hits, and so he might say, hey, I, I'm ready to go now. I'm, you know, uh, pres- preserve my body for the next level. Um, and if he does come out, it'll be a really interesting evaluation because of it, it's all based on upside. It, it's all based on, on talent and where you think he's going to be three, four years from now. And, and that's a really tough thing to do. So I, 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 there's a, he could still be a first-rounder. I mean, you can't rule that out. But it, it would be really tough to take him that early when, you know, yes, he is extremely gifted, but there's just there's so much projection there, and, and that makes him a tough evaluation. Again, it's Dane Brugler, the Athletics NFL Draft Analyst, at DP Brugler, B-R-U-G-L-E-R, 
on Twitter. Um, Dane, when you look at, I guess I got one more on, on the quarterback front. Um, any guys that you maybe or you're hearing kind of slotted day two, day three that you're keeping an eye on is maybe a guy that, hey, he's you know fourth or fifth round, but if I see a little bit more or he has a strong pro day, et cetera, you could see him moving up a little bit. Well, I think that uh, among the underclassmen, Will Rogers um, over at Mississippi State um, is a guy that, uh, you know, there's a lot of parallels with uh, Bailey Zappi, uh, who we're, you know, seeing do some nice things with the Patriots. Um, you know, a guy that uh, maybe there's nothing really explosive about him in terms of his movements, in terms of his arm, but uh, he knows where to go with the football and he understands placement. He'll throw uh, guys open consistently. So Will Rogers is a name to keep in mind if we're talking about, you know, those mid rounds. And then with, among the senior class, I really like Aiden O'Connell out of Purdue. I don't think he's going to be necessarily a guy that's pegged as an NFL starter. Um, I think he can be more of a backup who, and maybe a possible spot starter, but he's a guy that has a lot of things going for him. And I, you know, I know, uh, you know, a lot of, I'm sure a lot of your audience is familiar with him playing at Purdue. Uh, a guy is a six year senior. He's played a lot of football, former walk on. Um, but you know, there's a lot of things about his game that you say, okay, yeah, this will work at the next level. So, I'm not saying that Aiden O'Connell is going to be an NFL starter, but he's going to be in the league for a while because uh, there's a lot of things about his game that translate. And if he gets on the field, uh, you know, he's got a chance to at least help his team win football games. Colts have a lot of uh, holes on offense, needless to say. Left tackle, another one. What are some top left left tackle prospects you could see uh, in the draft in the first round that could be cornerstones for a young team like the Colts? Initially, I thought this off at the tackle class is going to be a pretty weak group, uh, you know, one of the weaker positions this year. But we've seen a few underclassmen really emerge, and that that changes things. Um, and, and the top guy uh, is Olu Fashanu from Penn State, the left tackle. Uh, this guy is only 19 years old. He's a redshirt sophomore, nine career starts. But, man, is he impressive. I mean, he's 320 pounds, but he moves like he's 250 pounds. Um, he's got that core strength so he can sit down versus power. Uh, he's rangy. He understands angles. His hand technique's really impressive. Really smart guy who works at his craft. So Olu Fashanu, definitely a name to keep in mind. Um, Paris Johnson, Jr. from Ohio State. Uh, he moved from right guard to left tackle this year, more natural at left tackle. He's been outstanding, zero sacks, zero penalties committed uh, for the Buckeyes. Um, and then an Indianapolis native uh, at right tackle, uh, Dewan Jones has yeah, been. Ben Davis uh, product. Very, yeah, very very impressive. Now I think he's probably more of a right tackle. That's where he's comfortable. Um, but I mean, just uh, just so impressed with the improvements that he has made. Six eight and a half, three hundred and sixty pounds, over thirty six inch arms, almost ninety inch wingspan. The, the, the man is humongous. Um, but the biggest difference between last year's tape and this year's tape is his balance and space. He is doing a much better job staying controlled versus those wide nine rushers. Because we know what, against the you know tight splits, once he gets his hands on you, he, he, can, he can absolutely control defenders. But what about in space where he's going to face speed and uh, guys uh, uh, trying to capture the corner? That's where Dewan Jones has made these huge strides this year. And he's put himself... Uh, in the top 50 mix. So uh, one of the bigger risers that we've seen this season. And then one other guy to mention, uh, another Big Ten. It's a very Big Ten um, strong class at tackle. Uh, Peter Skoronsky at Northwestern. Now, it's gonna, there's going to be a lot of chatter 
about uh, his arm length because it's going to be probably between 32 and 32 and a half inches. And for most teams, you want 34 inches or at the very least 33 inches. So there's going to be a lot of noise about Peter Skronsky's arm length. But I tell you what, he on tape, he, he figures it out. Uh, part of it is just how quick he is in, in his pass sets. Part of it is how smart he is, where he understands what defenders are trying to do. That's just from, from tape study he knows, and he's, he's very natural in his movements. So I think he deserves a chance at left tackle. But at the very least, we're talking about a, a Zach Martin type of journey to going from a college left tackle inside the guard, if that's the path that he takes. So regardless, uh, you know, the, these, uh, those four Big Ten tackles are, are all guys that are, are high in NFL radars. Another Indy native there in Zach Martin. Yeah, watching Dewan Jones play basketball in high school was quite the treat mm-hmm. with his athleticism and size. Dane, just a couple more here. And as always, thank you for the time. Again, Dane Brugler from The Athletic, NFL Draft Guru, is with us here. Um, I'm going to ask about a couple local guys. Charlie Jones from Purdue, the transfer from Iowa, has had a really strong season with Aiden O'Connell. And then up in South Bend, um, there are some other guys outside of Michael Mayer, but I think if you watch him, you'll realize he's about the only thing Notre Dame's got in the pass-catching department, and uh, he's a name that's been talked about for several years. Yeah, that Notre Dame offensive game plans, uh, basically just, yeah, find 87, throw right. it to them. Yes. Uh, and, and you know what? I, that's okay because it's better than them underutilizing him uh, because they, they know what they have with Michael Mayer. He's he's so impressive. Uh, you know, another guy with a basketball background. I mean, he wanted to play. Uh, it, you know, he thought he'd be playing Kentucky basketball uh, in college. But then in, in high school, he kind of – uh, gravitated towards football and the way his body grew and just the, the, he's just a very natural football player. One, one scout put it to me like this. He, he's made out of vibranium. I mean, he is that type of toughness, that type of body type. And he's not an elite athlete. We're not talking about a Kyle Pitts, uh, maybe not even a TJ Hawkinson type of athlete, but uh, good enough where, you know, there's no wasted movements in his routes. Um, so he might not be sudden, but he's very natural in everything that he does. And he's one of the better contested catch tight ends that we've seen the last few years uh those tight windows he will win more times than not uh going up against defenders so you know, michael mayer he is pegged for the first round no doubt charlie jones uh yeah it's good to see him uh you know being able to kind of blossom um you know he started at buffalo then he goes to iowa uh you know made a lot of uh, plays on special teams but not enough on offense okay he leaves this summer goes to uh, purdue and uh, it's been really fun to watch him uh, with his old buddy O'Connell. He, he's he's got speed. I mean, this guy is a legit four three, low four four type of athlete, um, and he's really been able to show his ball skills. He snatches the ball away from his body and makes something happen. So Charlie Jones has gone from uh, probably a priority free agent to definitely a draft pick. Dane, last one for me. Uh, in your opinion, the position group with the strongest and weakest groups in the 2023 draft class. Defensive line is definitely the strongest. Um, I've got my top 50, my updated top 50 um, coming out tomorrow on The Athletic, uh, my first update since August. And uh, the, the most represented position is edge rusher. There's 11 guys on there. Um, it, it's a really, really loaded group. Um, and even defensive tackle is a, is a strong group this year. So defensive line, without a doubt, um, the strongest position this year. Uh, the weakest, I, I thought it might be offensive tackle, but the way that the, some of these guys have blossomed, I don't think so. Uh, maybe the interior of the offensive line, um, it, it's not a particularly strong group. I only have one in my top 50. Um, and I think it's also worth noting that wide receiver, it, we're still going to have guys go because it's receiver. Guys are going to go early. 
but it's not like the last few years. The last few, last three years, we've had at least five receivers in the first round every single year. We probably don't see that this year, uh, and we probably don't see a receiver in the top ten. It's just that not not that type of receiver group um, th- this year compared to the the riches that we've had the last two or three years. Interesting stuff. Again, Dane Brugler, top 50, as he said, comes out tomorrow. Check that out on The Athletic. And, Dane, hopefully we can have you on a couple more times before the draft in April. Um, His stuff is great, not only during the college season, but, of course, we'll get much more into it here when the calendar turns to 2023. Dane, safe travels around the college football world, and I appreciate the time. Anytime. Thank you. That's Dane Brugler right there on the Payless Liquors hotline. Uh, Mark, pop quiz coming up next and the giveaway. Do, pair of tickets to WWE SmackDown on November 11th at Gamebridge. Line right. them up. We'll do that next. 317-239-1070. Pop quiz.